0: What is up, my friend? Graham Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Good to have you here with us today. Today, we're going to be talking all about the different business models of speaking. There's a lot of different options on how you can build your business, what your speaking business should look like, and how you can grow it, how it affects other parts of your business. So we're going to get into all those different options and scenarios today. I think you're really going to dig it. I think it's going to definitely be something that's worth thinking about and considering whether you're brand new, you're just getting started, or whether you've been doing this for a little while, you're trying to figure out how to scale up and grow your speaking business and just trying to figure out how does speaking fit into what it is that you're doing. So we're going to be talking all about that today here in episode 84. Now, before we get into it, let me quickly remind you that, uh, again, on a regular basis, you've heard me talk about this before, but we do uh, we do a free online training that you, you can register for. It's a free webinar. Lots of different times that you can check out. Whether they're going to be flexible with your schedule. So you can go to freespeakerworkshop.com. Again, that is freespeakerworkshop.com. Definitely check that out. We'd love to have you come hang out with us sometime. Totally free, totally online. You don't have to go anywhere. Stay home in the comfort of your jammy jams. That's all right. I can't see you so don't worry. All right. Yeah, enough about that. Let's get into it. Here's today's training all about the different business models of speaking. All right, boys and girls. Well, today we're going to be talking all about the different business models of speaking. I think a I think a lot of people go into speaking without really thinking through how speaking should or could fit into their their business and ultimately into their life. And oftentimes, I think we just think that okay, I just want to speak, and that's about as far as we've thought it through, or or I've done a speaking gig before, like that was fun. I want to do more of that without ever taking the time to consider how should speaking fit into a business, and and do I even want speaking to fit into a business? Because it's it's important to consider how speaking fits into your business, what purpose it serves, rather than just kind of a, approaching it haphazardly, which is I, th- I think is what a lot of, of speakers do. And so one of the best parts about speaking is that you can you can do as much or as little of it as you'd like. I, I know personally there are some speakers who do hundreds of speaking engagements each year and others that just speak you know a few times here or there. It's just one leg of their, their brand or their platform. And so some people, they want to be full-time speakers. They don't want to do anything else. And others want to speak uh, a little on the side while working on other projects related to their their business. So there's no right or wrong answer. But for you, I think you really got to think through of, of what kind of business model do I want to have for speaking and how does speaking fit in to what it is that I'm trying to do. So with that in mind, there are, there are three questions I want to start by kind of walking through here. Three questions I want you to think about as it relates to your speaking and to your business. So first question, number one is this, is why now this is a question we've talked a lot about. But number one, why do you want to speak? So we, we talked about this actually more in depth all the way back in episode three. So you're definitely going to want to go back and listen to that. But why is it that you want to speak? So you you've spoke a few times before. You enjoy it. It's fun. You got good feedback. Maybe they handed you a check. Yada yada yada. But why? Why is it that you want to speak? Now the most common answers that I get typically come from from two places. So number one, people want to, I want to speak so I can help other people or I want to make some type of impact in some way. That's great. That's absolutely phenomenal. The second common reason that a lot of people want to speak is I want to make money. I don't know about you. I like to eat and live indoors. I like running water. I like indoor plumbing. These are just some like little things that I like in life. Therefore, part of the reason that I want to speak is so that I can, I can generate income. I can gener- generate revenue for my business and for my family. So what about for you? Why is it that you want to speak? Have you ever even really stopped to think about it? So I definitely, I would encourage you to stop and consider why is it that you want to speak? And again, we, we go way more in depth on that back in episode three. So you're definitely going to want to check out that episode. The second question I would, I would ask you to consider number two is How how does speaking fit into what you're trying to accomplish? How does speaking fit into what you're trying to accomplish? Again, for many speakers, I think they, they just want to do that. They just want to speak. End of transaction, end of the day. And again, there's nothing wrong with that at all. But I know of, of a lot of speakers who want to speak for a variety of different reasons. And again, speaking can be more than just the than what happens on stage. So for example, I know of some speakers who speak for free primarily as lead generation for uh, their coaching business. Uh, I know another speaker who runs a big like marketing agency. And so he does a lot of speaking as well. But the primary reason is to pick up leads and clients for that marketing agency. I know of several speakers who speak primarily to sell books or some type of product and some type of of back of the room type of setup. Uh, I know some speakers who speak primarily to to network with others in their, their space or industry. I know some that speak primarily for the travel benefit and just kind of the, the personal perks that may come along with it. Uh, I know some speakers who want to build a, a personal brand and so speaking is just a way to build that platform for them. Again, nothing wrong with speaking just for the sake of speaking, but it's important to think through how does speaking fit into whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. So again, first question, number one, why? Why is it that you want to speak? Number two, how does speaking fit into what you're trying to accomplish, what it is that you're trying to do in your business? And then number three is what? What do you enjoy most? What do you enjoy doing most? Because there's a lot of different ways that speaking can look. So, for example, do you prefer speaking to small audiences in more intimate settings? Or do you prefer big audiences, big stages, big conferences? Do you or do you prefer a, a shorter 45 or 60-minute Keynote type of presentation or workshop? Or do you prefer a more of a three day seminar where you can really dig in with people and really lock in? Do you prefer uh, traveling or do you prefer staying closer to home? Do you prefer more motivational type of speaking or do you prefer being more of a trainer teaching people how to do something? Would you rather host your own events or speak at other events? Again, the point here is that there's so many different ways that that speaking can look. You know, do you want to customize your talks? And really, do you really enjoy like the research part of just finding out more about that particular client or that particular audience and making sure that the talk that you're putting together is just perfect just for that audience? Or do you say, no, no, I don't want to customize anything. This is it. Take it or leave it. What is your preference whenever it comes to speaking? What do you enjoy about speaking? And so I want you to think through all of these questions through the the lens of what your goals for speaking are, but also to think through the lens of how you generate revenue from speaking. Because again, I I assume that you're not just speaking just for free for the heck of it, but I assume that you'd like to make some type of living from speaking. So with that in mind, what I want to do here is I want to give you four different revenue models for speaking, four different revenue models for speaking. So number one is that you can speak less. But charge more, speak less, but charge more. So I know of several speakers who do this at all different levels, and typically this is going to be more for big name speakers. So uh, I know people like like Seth Godin or Patrick Lincioni or uh, they only speak a few times per year, but they charge crazy amounts for those few times that they do speak. And again, part of the reason that they're able to do this is just the basic laws of supply and demand. And so for those who want to speak less but charge more, this only works primarily in two different situations. One is that you have very high demand for your speaking. So again, the the lower your demand, the less you can typically charge, whereas the higher your demand, the more you can typically charge. It's again, very simple laws of of supply and demand. So speaking less but charging more works if there's a lot of demand for you as a speaker. It's hard to uh, speak less but charge more when nobody's interested in, in hiring you. The second situation where this this speak less but charge more works is that if you if you have other revenue sources in your business, so revenue for your business has to come from somewhere. So if it's not speaking, then where is it? Where where is that money going to come from? And so maybe you do some some coaching or consulting or some some freelance projects on the side. And that's all fine. And it's and that also makes it easier to say no to potential gigs and do fewer but better gigs. But again, That money has to come from somewhere. So just making sure that if you're going to speak less but charge more, that you have other revenue sources in your business. So that's the first revenue model for speaking. The second revenue model is you can do the opposite, which is you can speak more but charge less speak more but charge less where basically you're making it up in volume so for example you could do 50 talks per year 50 events per year at at thousand dollars per event or you could do 25 uh, talks per year for 2000 dollars per event and so you're gonna make the literally the same amount but those are two very different models and so also remember that the higher your fees go the more competitive that space becomes and the better speaker you ultimately have to be so again you could speak less but charge more or you could do the opposite and speak more but charge less. And again, you just generate it more in volume the third option here is that you could speak less, but have other revenue sources tied to speaking. So one of the most common ways that this can be done is through book sales. This is kind of what I did when I first released my my own book. I had a book for, uh, when I was doing a lot in the, in the education and high school market, I had a book for students that sold really, really well, and that I would sell primarily as a back of the room sale after I finished speaking. And so we generated uh, literally hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue from that, from book sales, but the whole thing was driven by me speaking. So uh, we've sold over 30,000. 000- physical copies of our self-published book, but I would say over 95%, probably closer to 99% of those book sales could be directly tied to speaking. Meaning someone saw me speak, they liked it. Hey, I'm willing to spend $10 on, on a book. So, so much of the, the book sales and that extra that extra revenue came from another source, but that source was still indirectly tied to speaking. So that's another option in terms of a revenue model. The fourth option is that you could speak less, but have other revenue sources that are unaffected by speaking. And so maybe you have some type of online training course or a continuity or membership program, or you do some type of coaching or consulting on the side. And some of those things may not necessarily be tied to your speaking, but they may potentially be tied to your primary industry that you speak to. So just be aware that if something changes in that market, it could indirectly affect the other pieces of your business. So let me just go back over those four revenue models again. So number one, speak less, but charge more. You could number two, speak more, but charge less. Number three, you could speak less, but have other revenue sources directly tied to speaking. Or number four, you could speak less, but have other revenue sources that are unaffected by speaking. And so again, you can, you, you've got a lot of different areas that you can pull from here to figure out what the revenue model is for you. But as you're working on this and as you're thinking this through for your own business, One piece of advice that I would give you is to don't have all of your eggs in one basket. Don't have all of your eggs in one basket. The the biggest downside to speaking is that you are the product. You are the product. I mean, speaking, it is a manual labor job that is dependent on you. So for example, if you are sick and can't speak or you lose your voice or you have a, a family situation and can't travel, your speaking income stops. Uh, for example, I had a friend, a speaker friend of mine who several years ago, he found out suddenly that he had a brain tumor and ended up having to have emergency surgery. And, and thankfully they were able to remove the tumor and he's perfectly fine today. But for several months following his surgery, Surgery, he couldn't travel or speak. He, he wasn't allowed to drive a car. He couldn't, he couldn't go speak at, at conferences or events that he already had booked. And so as a full-time speaker, his income basically dried up because so many of his eggs were in that basket of speaking. So you don't want to have all your eggs in that same speaking basket. It's always a good thing to diversify yourself so it's not all coming from one source. Now, having said all that, let me also remind you that your speaking, that your, that your business model for speaking can, will, and, and really should change over time. I know for me, when I started speaking, I just, I just wanted to speak. That was all I was interested in. So I wasn't interested in, in writing a book or having a podcast or coaching or consulting or having an online course or any of the other number of other options that exist. I know for me, I just wanted to speak but a year or so into speaking, I decided, okay, let's write a book and sell it at events that I spoke. and uh, So that became a new source of revenue. And then I, I created a curriculum, which became another revenue source. We sold other products at events. Eventually, I did some coaching. Then I created a course. And so over time, the model for how speaking fit into my business began to look very, very different from when I actually started several years ago. And so you don't have to know all the answers right now. You, you don't know exactly what your business or your life will look like in, in five years. And so I want you to take some of the pressure off and know that most likely it will continue to evolve and change. Uh, and that's okay because the fact of the matter is, is that you don't know five years from now what your life will look like. You don't know how speaking your speaking business will grow by that point. You don't know what will happen between now and then that will uh, influence or shape what it is that you're interested in. You don't know what opportunities will pop up that you don't see coming. And just a lot that you don't know but having said that based on what you do know today it's important to take the time to think through what kind of speaking business do you want to have what would that look like what kind of speaking would you do and yes it may evolve and change over time but today right now in this moment why do you want to speak how does speaking fit into your business what do you want what do you enjoy about speaking and what kind of speaking business do you want to be building? What kind of speaking business do you want to be creating? And so again, you want to begin to think through these things so that you begin to make progress in that direction rather than just kind of wandering aimlessly and hopefully figuring it out at some point. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed that chit-chat chatteroo about uh, the different business models of speaking. And I hope that was helpful for you. Hope it gave you a couple things to ponder, chew on, think about as it relates to your own speaking business and how you are building and growing that. All right, that wraps up episode 84. We'll catch you next time, my friend. You're awesome.